Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Okay, we've been delivering a continuing series of BusinessWise episodes on Mr. Hubbard's discovery of the conditions or operating states of existence that all living things pass through as they progress upwards in their survival or as they succumb into lower operating states. As well as his discovery of the precise steps or formulas one can take to elevate one's survival. We're tackling these in sequence, starting from the lowest condition, confusion, we already covered that, and heading north up to the highest condition, which is power. We're a long ways from there yet. But we've been tackling the lowest conditions first, of course, and we've been on the condition of doubt for the past two episodes. For a full description of doubt and its formula, go back two episodes to our review episode, which was entitled, Are You in Doubt? And if you'd like information on how to spot this all-too-common condition in others, go back one episode to Spotting and Assigning Doubt, and we've got you covered there in those two episodes. But I felt it would be a grave mistake to move on from the doubt condition without mentioning that it is possible to hang up in a doubt condition and give you some information from L. Ron Hubbard to help you out If you do get stuck in doubt, doubt like any lower condition is a miserable place to hang out. Mr. Hubbard once described this in a handbook he wrote, a counseling handbook he published in 1951, and he states therein, he's describing here what he refers to as an ideal state, and this is a quote, the first item in the ideal state is I am. Shakespeare was quite correct with his question, to be or not to be. When a man is trying to make a decision, that decision breaks down into a matter of choosing one of two courses, to be or not to be. The highest level of the desirable state is I am. No doubts of the advisability of being, no qualms about the future. The lowest level on a survival course would be I am not. In between, we have the doubts and writhing and indecisions of the weary, the angry, the frightened. When a man has made up his mind as to a course, he is only then comfortable. So long as he hangs in a, quote, maybe, end quote, on any decision, he is uncomfortable. In any course, there are just two decisions possible to assume a state of beingness or to assume a state of not-beingness. L. Ron Hubbard. Okay, so most of the listeners here would agree that being stuck in a maybe isn't a whole lot of fun. We could uh, we could do without the qualms, you know, qualm. What's that? A definition, an uneasy feeling of doubt, worry, or fear, especially about one's own conduct, a misgiving, 
say, yeah, qualms. You don't want to walk around with a lot of that going on. You don't want to go along with writhing and indecision. The writhing and indecisions of the weary, the angry, the frightened. Doesn't sound awesome to me. Doubt's not a great condition to hang out in, by any means. And I think too many of us find ourselves in this maybe condition. And if you look back at some of your maybes, you'd probably agree it's quite miserable. Now, as mentioned in past episodes, it sometimes takes quite a bit of confront and guts to do a doubt formula properly. One does not always love one's answer after completing the doubt formula. You know, you can imagine walking by a burning building and hearing the cries of children trapped inside. Well, that calls for a pretty rapid doubt formula, doesn't it? And while one might not be thrilled at the idea of running into a burning building, if there's no other hope for those children than you, you probably will discover that that doubt formula jettisons you into a highly uncomfortable and dangerous situation to you personally. But it might be easier to carry on with the rest of your life knowing that you did everything you could rather than walked away and live with the maybe of should you or shouldn't you have done something if those children were to perish. So confront and courage are components required of anyone doing the doubt formula or any formula for that matter. I mean, think about that. Before you can handle confusion, treason, or enemy, these are the three conditions we've already covered, one would first have to confront that one is in a lower condition, and that itself can take some confront. But doubt has two other factors that can hang you up from completing it and thus leave you stuck there. L. Ron Hubbard describes these two factors in an article of 18 December 1982, and we're going to tackle that, but before we do, let's define a couple of terms. The first is the term PTS, which stands for Potential Trouble Source, and we define that as somebody who is connected with a suppressive person who is invalidating him, his beingness, his life. So, well, what's a suppressive person? So let's define that. A suppressive person is a person who suppresses other people in his vicinity. A suppressive person will goof up or vilify any effort to help anybody, and particularly knife with violence anything calculated to make human beings more powerful or more intelligent. The whole rationale of the suppressive person, SP are the initials, the whole rationale of the suppressive person, SP, is built on the belief that if anyone got better, the SP would be for it as the others could overcome him then. He is fighting a battle. He once fought and never stopped fighting. He is in an incident. An incident is something that occurred on a person's track or in their life. And they're still fighting that battle. For Mr. Hubbard, this is what he's describing here. He says he is in an incident. Present time, people are mistaken by him for past, long-gone enemies. Therefore, he never really knows what he is fighting in present time, so just fights. That's the definition of a suppressive person. He's in a continual battle. And, of course, the skilled ones, quote-unquote skilled ones, are able to mask that. So you can have a suppressive person around you, and somehow people around that person are not winning in life. Maybe they're trying to get on with things. Maybe they're trying to do good for others, and they keep getting knifed, and they're not quite sure where it's coming from. Suppressive person can be operating in the background 
in a somewhat hidden manner, not always. You can have some real classic suppressives, you know, the murderer, the criminal, the dictator who is thwarting his people's efforts for freedom and so on. These are live examples, grand examples, if you will, of suppressive persons, but they can be operating large and small. One can have one in one's life. Not really sure why your goals just don't seem to be materializing or you feel caved in sometimes, like inexplicably depressed. There very likely is a suppressive person in your vicinity. Don't have to be talking about you. could be talking about someone you know. You see someone who's not winning in life. They could be what's called a potential trouble source or connected to a suppressive person. The suppressive person is engaged in suppression. Here's a definition of suppression. It's defined as a harmful intention or action against which one cannot fight back. This is one of the qualifiers of suppression. You can't fight back. Maybe you don't know where it's coming from. Maybe the person is in a position where you can't fight back. Maybe it's a, a boss or a government official or a judge or a police officer or God forbid, a spouse, and you find yourself in a position where the person finds himself in a position where he cannot fight back, he is under suppression. Goes on to say, thus, when one can do anything about it, it is less suppressive. Suppression, in its most fundamental sense, is knocking out the beingness or location of another or others. One could say that moving the indigenous people from their homelands into reservations could be an act of suppression. It's shifting a location. And it's also knocking out a beingness, I might add. So there is suppression. You've seen suppression all through history. Realize that suppression comes from suppressive persons. And people who are connected to suppressive persons, there's a term for those individuals, those who are unable to fight back, those who are experiencing that suppression and unable to do anything about it, those individuals are defined as potential trouble source, or PTS. So getting back to the definition of potential trouble source, somebody who is connected with a suppressive person who is invalidating him, his beingness, his life. Person is a potential trouble source because he is connected to the suppressive person. Potential trouble source means the person is going to go up and fall down. And he is a trouble source because he's going to make trouble. And he really does make trouble. That's very carefully named. That's the definition for potential trouble source. These are both the the definitions, all these definitions I've given you. Potential trouble source, suppressive person, suppression is from the book Introduction to Ethics from Mr. Hubbard. Want to get a copy of the book and look in the glossary, you'll find these definitions. But these are very, very valid. It's quite usual, unfortunately, to discover in our modern society that there is a, I guess you could say, a resistance to this concept that there are people, fortunately they are a minority, but there are people who are motivated by evil. And we don't like to think that. And maybe we don't like to talk about that, but clearly this is so. Look at the conditions of our civilization currently. Who is bringing these about? Somebody is causing these conditions. Somebody is doing these mass shootings and murdering people and contaminating our food and for a profit without any regard for, you know, the effects that that's creating on the population, kinds of treatment given to the insane, which is 
basically amounts to torture, electric shock therapy, and this mass drugging of children and individuals to solve depression and this sort of thing without dealing with their issues or their real problems that are causing that depression. These are perpetrated by suppressive persons. That's what they're looking at. You know, we might chalk it up to ignorance or they were just brought up badly or they're misunderstood. No, you have a percentage of people that are fighting this long past battle. Everyone's an enemy and therefore effort is made to do in everyone. And uh, these people, of course, are pretty psychotic and they may not advertise themselves that way, but they are. And they are, they are doing others in. And those who are the effect of that are PTS. And that is more common. So the suppressive might only be, the truly dangerous suppressive might only be, Mr. Roberts says, 2.5% of the population. But there's another 20% that are direct effect of suppressives. And they are potential trouble sources and they cause trouble. Now, here's where it ties into the doubt formula. So Mr. Hubbard says here, this article of 18 December 1982, he says it can occur that a person working up through the lower ethics conditions can get hung up at doubt and not be able to complete the formula. In such instances, a PTS condition or false data may be found to exist. So there's the other factor. You've got PTSness and you have false data. So he starts with PTSness. He says, in the doubt formula, one follows the steps of the formula and by doing so is then able to make up his mind as to the individual, group, org, short for organization, org, or project the condition is being applied to. But if he's PTS, he's stuck in a problem and is unable to come to a decision. Okay, you know, like, uh, let's just say, you know, you uh, have been pursuing an art career, for instance, and you have a passion to become a successful artist whose works are being communicated to the world and perhaps uplifting the listeners or the viewers and so forth. And that's your purpose. And you're doing that. And you encounter in your life a manager, uh, so-called, who is now saying, no, forget those ideals. You're never going to make it with those ideals. You need to do things that are going to, that people are going to listen to that are popular today. And of course, those things are tend to be about sex and they tend to be about violence and they tend to be about these decadent sort of degraded areas of life. Let's, you know, let's have you sing about that. Let's see, let's make sure your art shows that. And you're there kind of going, now, wait a minute, you know, but this is my manager. This is a person who gets me my work and I don't know. And then you go into a doubt condition like, should I stick with this guy or not? Well, maybe you stick with the guy because, and you see this, you see people who are in these, to use a, a word that's in common parlance today, toxic relationships. Like, why are you still with her? Or why are you still with him? Or why are you still working there if it's so bad? Because a person is PTS. They feel for whatever reason, they cannot fight back against that suppression. They feel now that they're basically stuck in that situation. They can't get out of it. They can't. They're hung up at doubt. Why? Because they are a potential trouble source. They're connected to a suppressive person, and that suppressive person is giving that person a problem. Mr. Robert says a problem, this is from the article, is a postulate, counterpostulate, resulting in indecision. The first manifestation of and the first consequence of a problem is indecision. Therefore, a PTS condition can hang one up at doubt. One has a problem. 
the person is facing a counter postulate. One has a postulate of being able to deliver one's art to the world and make it a better place. And around you, you have suppressives who are telling you that that's altruistic and too idealistic and too unrealistic and so on. Invalidation, invalidation of the beingness, invalidation of the goals, invalidation of the purposes. And uh, next thing you know, that person is in doubt. They're hanging out at doubt and they can never seem to get anywhere. So that's one place where your doubt formula can hang up. Or you see a person hung up in doubt, look around for the suppressive person in their environment. You'd be surprised. You'll probably find it. Or it could be this other factor. So Mr. Hubbard goes on to say this, false data. False data can also cause a hang-up on the doubt formula. In one case, a person who couldn't get through doubt was found to be PTS to someone from an earlier group he'd been in. This SP had fed him a bunch of false data on the tech of doing his post and on what the purpose of his post was. In present time, he was still stuck with this suppressive false data. It was part of his PTSness. So here, Mr. Hubbard is showing you that PTSness can be combined with false data. Look at all the false data in our environment today. No one knows what to believe anymore. You go on the internet and you hear something, you go, oh, that must be the truth. And then you see another perspective on it and you go, no, wait a minute, that's probably the truth. These guys are conspiracy theorists and the other guys are, you know, looking out for humanity. And then, well, no, wait a minute, maybe those are the guys that are perpetrating the false data. How are you supposed to come out of doubt with false data like that? And I'm sure there are many people hung up a doubt. Why? Because they don't have truth. In the absence of truth, when you've got nothing but false data, how are you supposed to get out of a doubt condition? This is why it's very, very important when you're doing the formula to verify your data. He says, brush aside all bias and rumor. If you're going to get through a doubt formula, you're in a doubt condition, make sure that you have true data and any false data you have there is actually a technology for it from Mr. Hubbard. If you have questions about how to strip false data, you can write me at info at wiseeastus.org. I'll direct you to someone who can help you with that. There is a methodology for it. But first of all, do your best to isolate truth. Because if you don't have truth, you're going to hang up at doubt. If you got false data, you're going to hang up at doubt. And there's so much out there. And more and more coming all the time. That is probably going to put a lot of people in doubt, and it's probably a far more prevalent condition than one realizes. And that is why we wanted to tackle this with one more episode, the doubt formula, with one more episode. Before we left it, we're going to leave it now. We've given you pretty much everything we think you need to be able to deal with this formula. Of course, nothing, there is no substitute for studying Mr. Hubbard's works on that. And it's covered in many places, particularly the book where he introduces the subject, Introduction to Ethics. If you would like to find out where you can get a copy, you can certainly write me at info at wiseeastus.org. We don't sell that particular book, but we can send you to someone who can sell you the book and you can study up on these things. You should. These episodes are not a substitute for studying the material from the source, from Mr. Hubbard. If you get an opportunity to do that, then you should certainly do that. But we have many success stories from members that they have found this very helpful and directing their attention back to those references, back to those articles so that they can study them with a renewed interest. And 
application of themselves to the materials so that they're getting more and more results from it. We're getting a lot of success stories, particularly from these condition series. It seems to be that quite a few of you are having more success in now establishing what condition you're in and moving up through it, so on. So we're very happy to hear that. Please keep writing us at info at wiseeastus.org and let us know how you're getting along with this series. We are done with the Dow formula. We're going to start on the next condition up, which is liability. That should probably only take one episode. And then we'll be through the lower conditions and into the non-existence condition, which is the first level in what is called the uh, higher conditions. So you'll be very happy to be there once you're through these lower conditions. Okay. Meanwhile, thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.